It's Mock Draft Monday, and it's me. I'm on the clock. I'm picking for your team. I got some surprising picks early on in this draft, man. Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft. It's Mock Monday. Let's go. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I am your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy from Rogue Analytics. And we want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered for this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the games start. And uh, speaking of the game started, man, a game just ended. I, I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard the coach from, uh, gosh, what school is that? St. Peter's? Did you hear him I have, talk? I, I have not. Okay, so I my timeline, I mean, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram flooded with everyone telling me, Croc, you sound just like this coach. Oh, and, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's as close to... Eric Crocker as it gets like it is it's pretty wild because I mean my voice is very kind of unique and uh, it's more of an acquired taste to most people's ears it's kind of this raspy voice but he sounds a lot like me it's actually kind of scary <laughs> but uh, they, they just got they got their butts kicked by North Carolina Sunday so won't be hearing any more of his voice uh, for a while unless he gets a big time job but y'all will hear my voice a little bit now because Man, it's Mock Draft Monday today. It's my mock. So if there's somebody y'all want to yell at and scream at, focus all your attention to me. But Ryan, the floor is yours. Go through my picks, and I'll explain why I have guys going where I have them going. So you say you made picks, huh? Hmm, nothing to talk about here. It'll be fine. No big deal. <laughs> Before we get started, quick shout-out to the Jayhawks for making that Final Four and to my buddy, Coach Serration, over at Carolina. I knew you had it in anybody, so... Yeah. Uh, you had a lot of interesting picks, and I, I know that the uh, the cat family of teams is going to really like what you did for them here. Starting with the Jaguars, who get Aiden Hutchinson at one. The Detroit Lions come back with Malik Willis at two. The Texans take Thibodeau, as we've talked about before. Trayvon Walker to the Jets at four. Evan Neal to the Giants at five. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to see here, right? <laughs> Willis going number two? I know. I know. And you know, this is, we, we just talked to the Locked On Lions host, and he didn't really foresee this happening, but we talked to him right before the pro day, and then the pro day happened. And you just, the, the, the way that Malik Willis carried himself, we know he has the ability, but sometimes when you get to see a person up close and personal with that type of charisma, with that type of command of his teammates, really just the way he kind of orchestrated the whole thing with all the coaches watching, and he looked so loose. And I mean, obviously, we know he has a cannon of an arm. And the athletic ability, things like that. I think guys, the, the, the coaches, front offices, I think they're gonna like him a lot more after seeing him live and in person. And maybe some of the questions that they had from the film said, ah, okay, maybe he could be quicker with decision making. Oh, you know, after a pro day workout like that, I think they're saying, you know what, we, we can work on him with those type of things. And if you're the Detroit Lions, obviously Jared Goff, he's the quarterback right now, he is not the long-term answer. But you bring in a guy like Malik Willis, he doesn't have to play right now. Uh, you got 
him being able to sit behind a Jared Goff as the Lions continue to kind of build that roster up at the receiver position, at the running back position. I like what they're doing there. I like Swift. Continue to build that O-line and continue to build that defense because it's a big-time weakness. Oh, wow. Willis has the opportunity to really kind of sit and develop. Jared Goff, he's not the long-term answer. Willis, he is. I Man, I like that. So what you're saying is teams are going to like who the player is, not necessarily where his development is, right? Because his film is still the film, right? Or did I miss something? Well, the, the film is still the film, but I think we've all seen the upside and ability. I mean, we're talking about really the off-season process, the interview process. It didn't just start at his pro day. It started at the senior right. bowl, where I thought he was the best quarterback there. Now, again, you saw some of the highs, you saw some of the lows, but you saw a lot of ability with him being able to make plays with his legs and his arm. Uh, you know, you go to the combine, same thing, ball coming out of his hands as well. So I think he's kind of just been passing the test, and I think the, con- the pro day was the cherry on top. Okay. I mean, hey, it's certainly plausible. The next team is the one that I actually thought might be in the running for you before I open this. He has the Panthers taking uh, Iki Aquanu, the offensive tackle. Jermaine Johnson, the edge to the New York Giants. So they come back with, with Neal and Johnson. That's a nice pair for the Giants. I like that. Kenny Pickett does go off the board at eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Something we talked about a couple weeks ago. I like that one as well. Sauce Gardner to the Seahawks at nine. And then the Jets come back after taking Trayvon Walker up ahead. They take at 10, Trevor Penning, put him on the offensive line. The thing that stands out to me is now we've gone from a class that we didn't think had a first-round selection in it to two in the top 10. I like the fit with Kenny Peckett, but tell me why you thought that was the better fit than maybe somebody else. Well, you know, you you look at him, and I I think he's another one of those guys kind of high floor, maybe not the highest of ceilings, but he does things very well. He actually is one of the more athletic quarterbacks in this class, so he has the movement skills ability. The biggest question marks with him so far have been the hand size. And, I mean, I guess the analytical guys will tell you breakout age as well. But, well, you know, when you're throwing inside of a dome and you're playing in the NFC South, I don't think the weather will be that much of a factor on a week-to-week basis. So I think he fits in well there. Again, another guy that got Mariota for two years, you know, probably can let him go after one year. It's not a guy you have to have around. But Kenny Pickett could kind of come in and, again, as you kind of continue to build that team. Because you don't want to throw a guy into a terrible situation. Atlanta last year, especially with that offensive line, it was a bad situation. Continue to work towards those things, build those things, add some weapons. So when Kenny Pickett is ready, now, you know what, got a better team to put around him and move forward. So I like that. There were a couple other things I did here. Obviously, uh, Jermaine Johnson with the New York Giants. I paired him with Evan Neal. Building the trenches. And I was on the spaces yeah. uh, Sunday evening with a lot of Giants fans here and their thoughts. They want quarterback. They want quarterback bad. But mm-hmm. you know what? I didn't have a quarterback another – what did I oh, – I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to give any secrets <laughs> away. But I, I think they're fine there. I think they're fine there. Building the trenches. They've got Tyrod Taylor. I do not think – I think Tyrod Taylor is insurance for Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. The, whatever happens with Daniel Jones, all right, if he can't finish a year, if he just lays an egg, all right, let's go with Tyrod Taylor. He's a proven veteran. He'll, they'll be all right there, but they got to build in the trench. They have no pass rush, and they they have no pass protection. And you have yeah. to at least win in those two areas. I think they did a good job of addressing those. Same thing with the New York Giants. They went edge and offensive line as well. So both New York teams, they kind of follow the same blueprint. Trayvon Walker, he's a guy that's flying up people's boards, and some people have him going over Thibodeau, although I didn't in this. You have been hearing that, that he's a guy that could potentially go number two overall or as high as number one overall. And then they kind of fell back number 10 
drafting Trevor Penning off as a tackle at, out of Northern Iowa. Think uh, Sauce Gardner being taken number nine overall by the Seattle Seahawks. That might be, I think that's a good landing spot for him. They've liked those longer guys, went away from it a little bit. But a guy like him mm-hmm. with big time ability, if they continue to play the same style of defense, I think he fits that very well. I'm interested to see what kind of happens next and kind of some of your reactions on the next picks. We've got the Washington Commanders on the clock when we come back. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. All right, and I was in California this weekend hanging out with my guy, Brian Peacock, and we had the Built Bars on deck. I ate them for breakfast. I ate one for lunch. Love (laughs) everything that they have to offer, especially the puffs. And if you haven't tried the puffs, you are missing out. It's the best built bar tasting bar that they have matter of fact it might be the best protein bar that's out there on the market puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they are fluffy they are marshmallowy and they are not just a protein bar they are a treat and they are covered with 100 real chocolate puffs are a fan favorite and they have some incredible flavors yummy cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie they are all so good they're going to be your new favorite and get this y'all all built bars are covered with 100% real chocolate. And yes, that includes the puffs as well. They are low in calorie, high in protein, and they can replace any candy bar that you have because they are better and they don't have as many calories, two to 300 calories that some of these candy bars have. Go to build.com and scroll down to the macro chart if you're into counting your macros and you'll be blown away by what you see. High in protein, low in carb, high in fiber, low in cal- calories, all right? All those good things. And they have some really good stuff, 130 calories, four grams of sugar. The Now, the puffs might have a little bit more sugar than that, but still nothing too crazy, nine, nine grams of sugar in those. Four net carbs and 17 grams of protein, all right? They got tons of really good flavors. Mint brownie, which is awesome. I had mint brownie this weekend. Amazing. Coconut, coconut almond, and they're coming out with new flavors all the time. Go ahead and try that new white chocolate cookies and cream. It's all going to be really good for you, all right? So at Built Bar, they want it to taste good. And I'm telling you, man, I'm guaranteed it will taste good for you. They make it taste good first, and then they'll figure out how to make it healthy. And I, I don't know how they do it, but they do it every time. They do not miss. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We want to thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you check out Locked On Chiefs with Ryan Tracy, Locked On 49ers with myself, and make sure you're following Locked On NFL. All right, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm back on the clock. Got Washington Commanders, uh, Vikings, (laughs) Texans, Baltimore, go ahead, lay it on me. I tell you what, commanders take Jameson Williams. The the knee is not an issue for them. They are all in. I actually kind of like that. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it, but I like it. Then Derek Stigley goes to the Minnesota Vikings. I think that's a nice fit. Kyle Hamilton is off the board, top safety. This is probably the lowest we've ever mocked him at 13. Back to the Texans. I know John Harris is going to be happy about that. You guys can hear him later in the week. Jordan Davis to the Ravens. That is like a match made in heaven. The only thing better would be crab cakes and then the eagles get drake (laughs) london i think that's a nice one too. help jalen hurts out a little bit for me is this were you concerned at all about putting jameson williams just outside the top 10 and number 11 
I, you know, I was, but over the weekend, I was just doing a deep dive on him again, and I was just like, you know what, this guy's, he's just too special. You know, yeah. there were plays, and we, we know he's fast, but there were plays I was watching where one he one thing that jumped off, he didn't get targeted on his play, but he ran an 18-yard stop route, and he stopped on a dime and was Damn. able to work back downhill immediately, wasn't targeted, but to see him explode off the line, and I was able to see him with the receiver... Gosh, can't think of his name right now. Molden, Sloden, can't think of his name right now. But the receiver opposite Slayton. him, not Mechie. Sladen. Sladen, there we go. Uh, they ran their their routes at the same time, and and Jamison Williams beat him to the spot and worked back before the other receiver was even out of his break. So, he's, I mean, he has elite speed and route running ability. And then I saw him beat really kind of a soft defense. You had a, a corner over the top and a safety. He split both guys Ran by them, caught the ball, and ran it for an end zone. I mean, he just has really special ability. And then watch him catch a slant, outrun everyone to the end zone. He's just too fast. I think if you're around a 40, if it was healthy, 425. So I know he wasn't healthy. I'm not going to knock him because of the knee injury. He'll be fine. Washington, not the best track record for injuries going right, on there. Right. But hopefully they improve on that. And they got a special receiver in him. Kyle Hamilton, definitely the lowest. We've had John Harris wanted him at number three, but he gets him at 13 here in this yeah. month. And uh, Drake London, Philly has three picks uh, from 15 to 20 or 19. And I just thought, you know what? A little bit more of a luxury pick, but put a receiver opposite Deva uh, Devontae Smith and have this guy with a big catch radius. Maybe your quarterback doesn't have to be the most accurate guy when throwing in his vicinity. All right, now you have two receivers that bring different capabilities. You got the big, wide target with Drake London, and you got Devontae Smith, who's smaller, quicker, and they have a breaks. But they, I think they balance each other out. Yeah, you have options there. And I really like the fit of Jordan Davis in Baltimore. Like That gives them some balance. It feels like, like coming home there. Now you come back, and, and at 16, the Eagles are back on the clock. You go David Ajabo to them, the edge from Michigan. Chargers come back with Charles Cross, the OT, the most athletic, I think, OT in this draft from Mississippi State. Then Garrett Wilson gets off the board to the Saints. That is a nice pairing. Booth, probably my top corner right now. From Clemson goes to the Eagles, so they're getting that corner group. And then Desmond Ritter, not the hometown guy, but Desmond Ritter to the Steelers at 20. I like that one as well. But this tells me, for one thing, that you are not concerned about injuries. And you think that teams right now are putting the special explosive players like first Jameson and now David Ajabo ahead of whatever their their proclaimed timeline for recovery is, right? Because they're wondering if Jabo is going to be available at all as a rookie. Yeah, and, you know, I look at it, a guy that, you know, he got the Achilles injury during the pro day, you know, we're talking about in early March, and a lot of times that's kind of a six- to seven-month recovery process. Now, he, he may not be 100% back to being a Jabo, but I do think mm -hmm. a team that has three first-round picks, you're going to get some value or production out of some of these other guys, but still get that high-upside guy off the edge. They're going to need it. Brandon Graham, yeah. he's older. I believe he might still be a free agent out there. He was injured last year. got injured week two. Uh, so we'll see how he kind of comes back and do they end up bringing him back. There was a thought of maybe going with a guy in the interior, see what happens with Fletcher Cox to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I just thought, Ajabo, all right, they got three first-round picks here. You can take a, a kind of an injury flyer on a guy, and, hey, maybe he doesn't come back 
to start this season, right? Maybe he doesn't play the first half of the season, but when he does come back, he's going to help with a late playoff push and go for it. Kind of reminding me of a couple years ago, you had Simmons be drafted to Tennessee. Yep. He had an injury that happened during the training process and, and, and all that pro days, all that area. He came back during the year and really made an impact right away. I think you can see something similar from David Ajabo. Now, it's interesting because you pick – I totally agree with you. Having three picks is a luxury for the Eagles that they can afford to do that. My question for you, though, is I feel like they're probably the most abundant trade partner. Do you think yeah. that they take all those three picks at 15, 16, and 19? Nah, I mean, history shows you a lot of guys, they're going to move at some point. Whether they move up for a guy that they may really like or move back and collect even more draft picks. I think in this scenario, I mean, if, if you were to tell Philadelphia Eagle fan, hey, you got Drake London, David Ajabo, and Andrew Booth. I mean, I think those are three guys that when they are on the field, they're going to be very impactful for those guys right around. I like I like the Andrew Booth fit, being able to play that off coverage. Also could play man, really good feet, hips, change direction. A little scary. I haven't seen him run yet. We'll see, you know, what's going on with that. But, yeah, I, I like those. And then Desmond Ritter to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that was the one, again, where – Got a quarterback there. Got Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think he's going to be the long-term guy. Get a Desmond mm-hmm. ready there at pick 20. I don't think there's going to be like this like sense of urgency to have to put him on the field right now. You, you know, he has the upside. He throws the ball well, can be more consistent with his accuracy. But the athleticism is there to be able to make plays outside of structure. They probably would like to be, have Malik Henry in this area. But there is no Malik Henry. He got taken number two overall. So Desmond Ritter, new quarterback. Uh, long-term for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I like that. It's, I think it's a good fit, and I think it's it seems that boards around the media are starting to catch up with where I had him. I had Ritter in the top three to begin with. I hope that he ends up here. We're going to have to we have to dig into your last 12 because I'm really interested in those after we talk about our pals, right? Yeah, we've got some good teams on the board, starting with the New England Patriots, and we will talk about that when we get back. But first, we want to talk to you a little bit about athletic greens and what they have, man. I mean, just – Really get your day started. You know, I they sent us this stuff in the mail, and I have to order more for my wife because she likes it as well. She has started to kind of replace this with her uh, caffeine. She really has to drink her uh, caffeine, her coffee every morning to get her day started. She's trending more towards the athletic greens, what that does, that shot early in the morning. You know, uh, it's really kind of helped me with a lot of my energy throughout the day. It's some really good stuff. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are basically absorbing 75 high-quality vitamin, minerals, whole food source, superfoods. Uh, and, I mean, it's everything that you need to get started with your day. You know, the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health. That's very important. All right, your nervous system, obviously very important. And your immune system, your energy, your recovery, and your focus. All right, and... It also helps with aging. I think we can all kind of use a little bit of help with our aging, especially me pushing towards 35 years old. Oh, no. Starting to have a a, a midlife crisis here. (laughs) It's a, you know, it's a lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, uh, dairy-free, gluten-free, it it doesn't affect any of those. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemical or artificial uh, flavoring and none, none of that stuff. All right. And it supports better sleep quality. There are people that can't sleep very well. My guy, Brian Peacock, this has really helped him. He's someone that struggles to get consistently good sleep. He's been sleeping much better since taking this. All right. 
Uh, I sleep very well, so I didn't have that issue at all. All right. You know, they have constant, uh, you know, product iterations and third-party testing that they do. So this stuff, man, is good. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements that you have. You are investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. All right, this is the best stuff for you. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional assistance. We all need that. We all need it. New England Patriots on the clock. What I do for those guys and the next five picks. I tell you what, I, I think he got really creative here. Chris Olave to the Patriots, I think, is a nice fit. Jahan Dotson is maybe my favorite fit in terms of usage to the Green Bay Packers and the receiver list now, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Wyatt comes back, goes to Arizona. That's solid as well. Cowboys take Zion. Johnson bolster their offensive line. Trent McDuffie to the Buffalo Bills. My, like I said, my favorite fit is everything that Jahan Dotson can do is available for Aaron Rodgers, who needs as much help as, as he can get right now. With MBS leaving town, like the cupboard's a little bit bare up there in Green Bay. Is that what you're thinking first and foremost? Yeah. I mean, you got you got Jahan Dotson. That's the speedster. Uh, he's definitely going to help. And I think they're going to double up. I don't think it's going to be just a one receiver pick. And I kind of wanted to come mm -hmm. back at 28 with the receiver, but I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be excessive there throwing receivers at the Green Bay Packers. I think they will get one later in the draft. But Jahan Dotson, his ability to line up inside, outside, be able to be a terrific run-after-catch guy, not the biggest guy. And we know that's what the Packers have had. I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams, he's 6'1", but he's still 215 pounds. MVS, yep. Valdez, uh, you know, Valdez Scantlin. Uh, they've had uh, Lazard, they had even uh, St. Brown, all those guys, 6'3 mm -hmm. plus. So this is a little bit out of character for them. I know Rodgers, he's a, kind of a shorter guy. We'll see how they work to incorporate him. But John Dotson, with his explosive ability, I think that would be a good fit for Aaron Rodgers, build that camaraderie. I think my second favorite is McDuffie to the Bills. They they need some help there, and I think he can. I think he has more man upside than anybody really thinks, and I, I love what he does. He's instinctual about the ball. That could help out those Bills take a step forward, don't you think? Yeah, but you know, you talked about his man ability. That's better than most most people think. But they do know that he plays zone well. And if you kind of looked at what Buffalo has done, a lot of a lot of off coverage, a lot of quarters. I think he fits that well. Has good feet from off coverage, change of direction, hips. I like how he challenges himself in space. Uh, he's a guy that has some really good ability. I think Buffalo, with the style they play, you know, Levi Wallace, he was kind of a little bit of a, a liability. And he was able to – they were able to kind of scheme around that and still have the number one defense in the NFL. But I think they just mm -hmm. got better with Trey McDuffie. And they're going to need that with Trey Davis White coming off of an injury. Yeah, that's going to be key. You move back, and now it's the Titans taking a look at the future with Matt Corral coming out of Ole Miss for them. Karloftis to the Bucks, another edge. They took one last year. They're getting a lot younger there. I like that from Purdue. The Packers come back and do take Boyamafe, another edge with a lot of upside, a lot of length there. You give the Chiefs back-to-back -back picks with Kyer Elam, the corner from Florida, and then Christian Watson, the wide receiver from North Dakota State. Chiefs fans are going to be very happy about that. And then you finished it off with McCreary, the Auburn corner going to the Bengals, helping them out. And then Kenyon Green at 32, uh, the pick to be named later that will get traded for whatever it is, to the Detroit Lions. <laughs>
Yeah, and I think one guy that you didn't mention here that wasn't drafted was uh, Linderbaum. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a lot of pushback on that, but we <laughs> talked about it. Short arms, little undersized. I think he plays well. Like, you know, his film is good. And draft Knicks are going to really like his film. And there are some people saying he's a top 15 pick. We'll see. But when you have the short arms, you are a little light. You might have to be very specific in the scheme. And, you know, how are you going to work to control some of those big dogs on the defensive line that are going to kind of be just as quick as you, but more powerful than you? I had questions about that, especially with the short arms. So he didn't make first round. We'll see what happens. But I know a lot of people go, Matt Corral to Tennessee. I mean, how, how much longer is Tennessee going to do this with Ryan Tannehill? You know, how much longer are they going to get the bare minimum at the quarterback position and have to hand the ball off 50 times a game to Henry and then, okay, here's a playoff shot to Antonio Brown. I mean, A.J. Right. Brown. Now, I wanted to give AJ. them a receiver here. <laughs> right, A.J. Brown. I wanted to give them a receiver here, but I said, nah, man, get your quarterback, fifth-year option. Matt Corral has a chance to sit behind Tannehill, and that's the theme so far in this draft with these quarterbacks. Nobody has to play right away. You get a chance to sit, and when you do come back, okay, when uh, now it's time for Matt Corral to play. Well, I have that offensive line. I have that running back. I have their receivers probably going to draft the receivers second or third round, maybe multiple receivers because they're a little bare there, especially after releasing uh, well, my, Julio Jones. All right. But uh, some other picks here, Kansas city. I wanted to go edge, but boy, mm -hmm. once he was taken, I'm like, all yeah. right, I know you like cam Thomas. I stayed away from there because I think the world of Kyrie Ilum and his ability, I think he'd be terrific, especially in a press man. Uh, type defense like Kansas City tends to play a lot. Christian Watson, you guys went. I mean, obviously you have the speedster and you get mm -hmm. the, another speedster, but now you get the six four speedster who can stretch the field. Good hands. I know this is a little high, but we're talking about the end of the first round. And again, get that fifth year option. Roger McCreary. We'll see how he fits with uh, the Bengals. He has these short arms. I think their defensive system and scheme they like more of those long arm guys. Not getting that with McCreary, but terrific coverage ability. And I think he made up for. His poor 40-yard dash time at the combine, running a 4.55, went to his pro day, ran a 4.46. Even if mm -hmm. it's not 100% official, just to see that on paper is much better and matches more of what you see on film. Didn't have issues running with guys vertically, whether those on the outside and slot. We'll be curious to see where they play him. And then at the end, you got uh, Kenyon Green to the Detroit Lions, continuing to kind of build that offensive line. Probably could have went defense here as well, but I thought that was the highest guy on my board. So that's, the, you know, that's, to, that's the pick. I, to look at McCrary too, like I, I hear where you're coming from is maybe that doesn't fit the prototype for their length that they like, but I will tell you this, his attitude does, his aggressiveness does, his physicality does. I think that is a great fit for what they're trying to do in Cincinnati. So Bengals fans, so maybe it's not the offensive lineman you wanted. There'll be another one. There's plenty of them in this draft. But that's that's an edge there, an edge to that player in McGregor that I think you might be able to get behind. My question, last one for you. If it is somebody coming up to 32, who is it? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> and maybe it's a team that picks at the top. Uh, maybe a team that maybe could potentially use a quarterback, New York Giants. Do they maybe move up for a guy like Sam Howe? So they want to get into that first round range. I still don't see them going quarterback again. Talked about it. Daniel Jones, I, they're going to give him this last shot. And if he fails, they have Tyrod Taylor sitting there. But I think it might be a team that potentially wants a quarterback. Uh, maybe New Orleans Saints. They didn't get one. 
Yeah, and maybe the I put my so, money on the Panthers. I think, folks, you will see them get pretty active Panthers. if they don't go at six. Yeah. All right, man. So that's the the mock draft. Again, if you hate it, go ahead, send me the hate <laughs> mail over to me at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Or, I mean, I know Ryan Tracy had nothing to do with this mock, but send the hate to him as well at Ryan Tracy it. NFL. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day for your second listen of the day. Locked on Chiefs for your third listen of the day. Locked on 49ers. But that's going to do it for this episode. We are out. Peace.